welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. You're acquainted, of course, with the game of chess. So absorbing a game of skill that Thomas Fuller wrote, when a man's house is on fire, it's time to break off chess. If you play the game, you understand what he meant. Luck plays no part in it. Mistakes do. Caused by the superior strategy of your opponent. You're attacked. You retreat and form your defenses for the king. Can he be saved from checkmate? Life is like that, isn't it? Had Jeff Powers made a mistake, or had he been outmaneuvered? Tim Whalen, an insurance investigator, wants to know. Is this the missing diamond, Jeff? Where did you get that, Mr. Whalen? From the bottom of your cigarette package. Well, that's impossible. Security at Mordley & Son is thorough and very tight. Well, it should be. We're one of the biggest jewelry stores in the city, and a lot of gems have been stolen in the past few years. But I'm not the thief, Mr. Whalen. I swear before... No, no, no need to. I know you're not, Jeff. I also know who is. And I'm afraid it'll give you a bad turn. Our mystery story, Your Move, Mr. Ellers was written especially for Mystery Theater by Roy Windsor and stars Jack Grimes and Bobby Reddick. It is sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule, and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The standard engine is a V8. Standard tires, steel-belted radials. There are front and rear stabilizer bars, special springs and shock valving, fast-ratio power steering, and a rally steering wheel. What makes all this interesting is that it belongs to a full-size six-passenger Buick, the 1977 LeSabre Sport Coupe. You'll have to drive it to believe it. Here in my hand is a little capsule. It's contact. It contains enough cold medicine to help relieve cold symptoms caused by every known virus. Think about that the next time you're sick. Sneezing, dripping, all clogged up. Then let us help you with real medicine, like contact. We're number one in the whole world. Give your cold to contact. Real medicine for real cold. Take only as direct. Life is like a game of chess. For instance, what else could be meant by putting your best foot forward? All of us try to do just that, appear at our best to others. Evaluate the other person in advance so he doesn't think you're overly confident, arrogant. Again, to repeat, very much like a game of chess. You must think about your opponent because he's thinking about you. And one thoughtless move can be your ruin. Another costly gem has been stolen from the showroom of Maudley and Son. Gentle old Mr. Ellers is distressed. This is terrible. Terrible, Mr. Whalen. Well, my company is very upset. Of course, it's understandable. We may have to refuse to renew the insurance policy. What? Maudley and Son is the most respected... Yes, yes, we realize that. But these unsolved thefts have cost us tens of thousands of dollars over the past few years. Your company has become a bad risk. Yes, all of us are aware of that. 
I don't really know what to say. I've worked for the firm for 35 years. Proudly. Our reputation... But we won't go into that. It's the times. Years ago, it was unthinkable that anyone would steal from us. Today... Today, an emerald worth $30,000 was stolen from a showcase. Your security officers swear that no outsider pocketed the gem. Now, they've said that before. And they're... Honest men. We know. We've checked. The thief, Mr. Ellis, is an employee. But, but how? Every one of us is thoroughly inspected before we leave the store. It's embarrassing but necessary. How? How is it done? I'm still trying to find out. You've talked with each of our employees, I know. I'll vouch for every one of them. So will Mr. Maudley and his son. Members of our staff are carefully screened. They're dedicated to our kind of work. They admire our products, appreciate the beauty and craftsmanship of our gems. Yes, yes, I've talked with each of them. Mr. Ellis, tell me about Jeff Powers. You certainly don't suspect Jeff. I suspect everyone. But not Jeff. He's exceptional. I expect that young man to advance quickly in the firm. He's bright, direct, and personable. Yes, I agree. I'm very fond of him. We share an enthusiasm for chess. You mustn't suspect my chess companion. I noticed the men set up on your side of the table. Oh, Jeff and I often have a game at lunchtime over a sandwich and coffee. He's quite a good player. Chess is our hobby. I enjoy the game, Mr. Ellis. Do you? Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear it. We should play sometime. Jeff and I belong to Check and Mate, a private chess club. If you'd like to be my guest... Well, thank you whenever you're free. Well, this Wednesday, I'll be at the club after dinner, say, 9 o'clock. Fine. And the address? I'll write it down for you. Well, these are fine, big chess pieces. Classic Staunton kind. Wooden. I like the feel. Here you are. It'll be a pleasure to see you, especially after this unpleasant morning. How... How do we solve the unsolvable? Well, the stolen gems didn't fly away, Mr. Ellis. And none of the staff has an artificial limb. Good heavens, you've thought of that. And many other possibilities. Such as? Well, I think it's better if I keep my own counsel. Or I could turn you into a spy. But I want to help. I know that. Just be reassuring to everyone. Keep your eyes and ears open. Given time, the thief will give himself away. He hasn't so far. True. But we now have detailed information on everyone who works here. By a process of elimination, I've reduced the suspects to only a few. And you have made progress. I'll tell Mr. Maudley. He'll be pleased. I've already told him. And he wasn't pleased at all. Mr. Whalen. Well, hello, Mr. Powers. Well, that was some grilling you gave us this morning at the store. You're the last person I expected to see here. Well, Mr. Ellis invited me to have a game with him at nine. I'm a little early. Are you playing? No, I, I just finished. Mr. Ellis should be through uh, pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Who's the man he's playing with now? Oh, it's an old pal of his, Will Minton. They're regular opponents. Uh, Minton's big on the Queen Gambit decline opening, but Ellis defends well against anything. He's uh, pretty tough. Well, Ellis and I talked about you and your chess games at lunch. Oh, I see, uh... Uh, nothing else? <laughs> no. I'm not telling you if that's what's got you back up. Uh, I'm 
I'm sorry, but all of us at Maudley's are uh, pretty uptight. Well, so am I. An insurance investigator is supposed to produce results. Yeah, I understand. Uh, where are you, or uh, can't you say? I think I have a clue. Well, can I be of help? No, oh, I, 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 don't, I don't mean spying on the others, but... Uh... Oh, I don't know, talking about the staff, my impressions, uh, isn't that kind of thing useful? Yeah, I know it is in books. It's very useful. I appreciate your offer, Mr. Powers. Uh, make it, Jeff. Huh? Well, I'm Tim. You know, it, it, it bugs me. It uh, really does. Marley is a fine firm, and these gem thefts kind of tarnish its reputation. Now, it has to be one of us employees, and that's creepy. I've got thought and thought about it, and I'm, I'm nowhere. You say you've got a clue. That beats me. Well, it's my job. The thefts have been going on for years. And only today did I see a glimmer of light. Oh? I'd like to take you up on your offer to chat. What if I drop around after my game with your boss? Well, sure. You uh, uh, know where I live. I know where everyone on the staff lives. Mm. What he does, spends, and many more things besides. Okay, then I'll wait up for you. Oh, I'll say goodnight to Ella's. The game's over. Minton's laid his king on his side, and... Yeah, there he is, bringing his captured pieces out of his pocket. Ella's is now ready for you. Come on. I haven't seen that before. What, Minton pocketing the pieces he's captured? He always does that with everyone. That's a little crazy. Evening, Mr. Ella's. Ah, Jeff and Mr. Whalen. Mr. Whalen, Will Minton, Will Minton, my worthy though vanquished foe. I'm glad to make your acquaintance. Thanks. You playing this tricky old devil? When you make a stupid mistake, Will, you say I'm tricky. Chess is the complete game, and luck plays no part in it. You're so impetuous, bullying and flailing away, but you don't intimidate me. I wait until you've overextended yourself, and then I strike. I've been playing for 30 years, and I still have to listen to Edward Ellis' little sermons of chess truth. <laughs> and then I strike. I ask you. Is he far out? Well, how about a game with me, Will? That's an idea. One condition. Mm -hmm. If you win, which is unlikely, oh. no 30-second sermons. Agreed? Absolutely. I've heard all of them. He has me one at least twice a week. <laughs> There's nothing worse than losing a game of chess. Sit down, Mr. Whalen. Will, which hand do you choose? Yeah, my closed hands. The left. Ah, the white piece. Uh, let me turn the board around. There we are. Handsome, aren't they? Quite new. At least some of the pieces are. Oh, they get hard use. The club replaces the worn or broken ones. All right, sir. Begin. Well, well. Pawn to King Four. One more, Will? Not tonight, young man. Bloodthirsty, aren't you? Ah, uh -huh, lucky. <laughs> you heard what Ellers said. Except for who picks the white pieces and begins, there's no luck in chess. I played like a dummy. Uh, by the way, uh, who's the guy with Ellers? He introduced him as Tim Whalen, prospective member. Well, I don't know, maybe. He's an insurance investigator. Did Mr. Ellers tell you about the latest at Maudley's? Yeah. Someone copped an emerald for one of the showcases. Well, it's a big firm. Got to expect a loss now and then. Whalen give you a going over? Oh, boy, me and everyone else. Mr. Ellis told me that our insurance may not be renewed. 
Kind of a slur on Maudley, and you know how Mr. Ellis feels about the firm. Ah, it's his life. Uh, what does Whalen say? Does he think he knows who pinched the emerald? Oh, not yet, but he did say he had a clue. He told you that? Yeah, he, he wouldn't talk about it, naturally. Naturally. Well, we all have our troubles. I'll see you another evening, Jeff. Yeah, sure, and uh, thanks for the game. Uh, good night, Tom. By the way, Jeff, hmm? uh, have you any idea who stole the emerald? What? Don't get that expression on your face. I know you didn't swipe it. I should hope not. If I did, I'd report it. That's why I asked the question. Don't. Don't? Now, what's that supposed to mean? Someone has a lot at stake. The thief. If he or she suspects that you or anyone else knows him, you could get wiped out. What? <laughs> You're not serious, Will. But I am. Rather than risk exposure, the thief might act, so ignorance is bliss. Hey, you are serious, aren't you? Very. I know you like your job, but would you give up your life for Maudley and Son? Hi. Come on in, Tim. Thanks. Well, nice place. I won't take up much of your time. Oh, that's all right. Eh? Uh, please sit down. Uh, by the way, how'd you make out with Mr. Ellis? Well, I'm proud to say I played him to a draw. Hey, you must be good. And he's a cautious player, but so am I. We both played well. Well, I'd like to play a game with you sometime. Well, we'll do it. I, um... I don't know quite how to begin. Well, uh, at the beginning, of course. No, I think not. I'm going to make you angry. Oh, you are? Why? Because you're straight and loyal. I don't get you. What do you know about Will Minton? Well, I'll be darned. I, uh, I didn't expect a question like that. Well, tell me what you know about him. Well, I like him. He's rough, but he's bright. Uh, Will's in the import-export business. Uh, somewhere in the downtown area. And he and Ella's are good friends. Well, the best... Uh, Will's a chess bug, too. They've known each other for, for years. Well, Will Minton has another hobby that you wouldn't know anything about. No, I, I don't know him well, personally. He's a fence. A, a, a receiver of, of stolen goods? Receiver and disposer. The police know about him, and so do I. How about that? So? He specializes in stolen gems. Ah, I see. So he's the clue you mentioned. He doesn't know me, but I recognized him. Minton's well-known for slick deals. Many a stolen gem finds its way into his hands and into Antwerp, where it's cut up. And so far, he hasn't been caught. And you think he has the emerald stolen from Motley's? Yes. Where did he get it? Who gave it to him? If you're thinking what I think you're thinking, I guess you've taken up all of your time. Well, I haven't made an accusation, Jeff. Not yet. Yes, but your inference is obvious. Edward Ellis. Ah, you're spaced out. Mr. Ellis is the most trusted employee at the firm. Forget it. I respect him and I love the old man. Danny, he's not so old. He's not 60 yet. You can't suspect him. If you even hinted at it, both Mr. Marley and his son would throw you out. You wouldn't have a chance to cancel the insurance. They'd cancel it. That's quite a speech. And now that you've got all that off your chest, 
You think you can listen to reason? You've made your statement. Can you listen to mine? Loyalty is a virtue, but sometimes loyalty, like love, is blind. And if it isn't reciprocal, if a loyal person discovers that he has been deceived, he is stunned, angered, and filled with hatred. He feels diminished. Can we trust anyone? Of course. But each of us, I'm sure, has experienced betrayal. And it's hard to believe. And it makes us angry. More on the subject when I return with Act Two. Think of your True Value hardware store as a first aid station. The place to find help for disabled battery-operated devices. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you about Rayovac heavy-duty supercell batteries. They last far longer than their standard general-purpose batteries. In fact, they can last up to two times longer in most sizes. So they'll keep your camera, radio, tape recorder, calculator, toys, and all battery-operated devices working longer. And Rayovac backs all these heavy-duty supercells with their guarantee. If these batteries should leak and damage any device in which they're used, Rayovac will fix or replace that device free of charge. True Value hardware stores offer Rayovac heavy-duty supercells in a wide range of sizes. And they offer the 6-volt lantern battery, too, for just $1.69. Get help for disabled battery-operated devices. Rayovac heavy-duty supercell batteries from participating True Value hardware stores. Remember True Value, more than just a name, their way of doing business. person's good name and makes him poor indeed is a universal truth because it obtains every day in every walk of life. A rumor can ruin a man's business career and a well-placed hint has destroyed marriages. And this viewpoint applies here. Jeff Powers is loyal to old Edward Ellers. Is that loyalty well-founded? It would seem to be. The insurance investigator Tim Whalen has by inference filched from the good name of Mr. Ellers because of his association with a man named Will Minton. Hello. Yeah. All right, I'll be there. What's up? Judas, you don't dare. Not so soon after. How big? They'll go crazy. Police all over the place. Can't we wait a month or so? Jeff told me last night that Whalen has a clue. Yeah. Any idea what it could be? What? Jeff, you pin it on him? Yeah, it should work. I'll meet you at the club. When? Eight? Okay. Now remember, bring out the queen rook as soon as you can. Yes, I'll have it with me. Good luck. Hi, Jeff. Oh, Mr. Whalen. Can I sell you anything? A string of matched pearls, the newest Swiss watch? Or do you want to hear that Mr. Helm over there across the aisle wears a vest and has been dropping jewels into it every time my back is turned? I have this mirror, you see. Uh, and don't, I... don't waste your sarcasm on me, Jeff. Are you still angry? Uh, you're bad news. I suspect you're in for a great big shock, Jeff. I told you I just couldn't spy on Mr. Ellis. He's a friend. If he thought I was spying on him, he'd be horrified and, and hurt. 
You play chess with him. You know that. You're playing in his office today at lunchtime. Well, I guess so. Well, enjoy yourself. How can I with your lousy suspicion stuck in my mind? Well, then you do share it. Hmm? Neither, not at all, but you planted it in my mind and it, it sits there. Well, then do what I ask. I can't. He'd wonder right away. I'm no good at being devious. Now, what's devious about examining the chess pieces? Well, I've never done it before. We play. I capture a piece and place it on the table next to the board and wait for his move. Now, how can I pick up the captured piece and turn it upside down and study it? You think I'm nuts? Not if he's innocent. Well, you do what your conscience tells you to do. I'm sorry if I've distressed you, but my job is to arrest a jewel thief. I've got the accomplice Peg, and his very good friend is Edward Ellers. The natural conclusion... Look, why don't you get lost... Are you loyal to the firm or to Ellis? You want to protect one man at the expense of the others? You have nothing on Ellis, and you know it. Confront him. Make your charge against him. Examine the chess pieces yourself. Why not? If I show my hand too quickly, I'll come up with a blank. Oh. Don't you think that Ellis, as a chess player, has anticipated any move I might make? Well, of course he has. That's why I need your help. Now, it's your privilege to refuse, and I'll have to work through Will Minton. Well, you do that. I don't want any part of your dirty scheme. Okay. Don't get caught on the switches. Now, what's that supposed to mean? Well, if Ellers feels that I've got a clue to the identity of the thief, he'll act. I see. Ellers wonders about your interest in me, suspects that I might be dangerous in some dark and gloomy night, shoots me with a gun with a silencer. You know something, Tim? Except that all of this is so ugly, I find it funny. Now, don't make that mistake. It isn't funny at all. Very well played, Jeff. I congratulate you. You've been studying. Oh, little. My end game is getting stronger, isn't it? Oh, much, much. Very good defense. Good. I may say so again. What you must do is never to forget the cardinal rule of once attacked, once defended. You know that, but like Will, you sometimes become impetuous. I enjoyed our game. How about another cup of coffee? Well, me too. I'll get them, Mr. Ellis. Not only a good chess player, but a gentleman, too. Well, I won't be but a minute. Take your time. It's only one o'clock. Hi. Have a good game? Oh, no. You again. I told you to get lost, Tim. Yes, I know. I'm hard of hearing. Okay, now what? Did you look at the pieces? No, I did not. I'm on my way to get some coffee. You want a cup? We'll have it in Ella's office, and you can hold him while I search everything. Are, um, you going to be at check and mate tonight? Don't tell me you're coming around again. Yes, I think so. Uh, careful with those cups. You're spilling. I know what I'd like to do with them. Thank you, Jeff. Just what I needed. Mm. By the way, was that Whalen out there? I thought I noticed him through my door. Yeah, it was Whalen, all right. He's always out there. It seems he's, he's driving all of us crazy. Oh, dear. That's not right, is it? He's a very conscientious man. I know he's determined that this time he'll capture the thief, but I don't want him to harass the staff. Uh, where do I leave my cigarettes? Oh, the chess table. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Ellis, you, you were saying? I'll speak to Mr. Whalen. He's turned all of us inside out and he's found nothing. I'll ask him to drop the investigation until he has a lead, and that may be never. Well, he has some kind of clue. Oh? 
Well, he said so last night at check and made. Is that so? Yeah. Well, that's encouraging. What is it, Jeff? Do you know? Uh, no, sir. You don't say that with much conviction. Well, that's because I think he's talking to his hat. It, he, he thinks there's a thief and someone who disposes of what's stolen. A fence? A matter of fact, yes. Did, do you know about that kind of thing? Uh, fences? Or every knowledgeable jeweler does. Would you believe that at one time, Will Minton was such a man? Will? Why, I thought he was in the import-export business. He is, entirely. It was a very long time ago. Will's been my friend for over 25 years. Back in the early 50s, he was out of work. A man he'd gone to school with turned out to be a petty thief. Borrowed money from Will in exchange for a stolen watch. Will sold it at a profit, and for a while, he was in business. I'd never guess. Don't mention it. This is confidential, Jeff. Oh, of course, of course. I take credit for making Will come to his senses. I helped him get started in the import-export business. You can be sure he's very glad that I did. The fence business is far behind him. He'd burn a hand before he'd handle stolen goods. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. I knew Whalen was off his rocker. Oh? He has his eye on Will? I uh, think so. And I certainly will speak to Whalen. I don't want Will to have his past raked up and to be embarrassed by it. You know what that could do. Ruin his business. Uh, let me see. One thirty. We better get back to work. Good game, Jeff. Thank you for the chat. I'll make quick work of Mr. Whelan. Good gracious. Mr. Ellis, you know what that means. What's gone? Well, security says it's that Indian ruby worth 50000 It's missing from Mr. Helm's showcase. Helm? It's impossible. He's been framed. All the same, every one of us will have to be searched. This is an outrage. Yeah, well, I sure agree. And only a day after the emerald disappeared. We'll have to go through a lie detector test. Oh, that's humiliating. And uh, uh, think of the devil. Uh, what are you doing here? Oh, snooping around. I, uh... Walked in just as the alarm went off. We're sick and tired of your snooping, Mr. Whalen. I intend to recommend to Mr. Maudley that you be removed from your investigation. You haven't been very effective, and you've begun to harass the members of our staff. You're right, Mr. Ellers, I have failed. I'll withdraw from the case. And you'll also, I hope, withdraw your suspicions about Will Minton. He has a record, it's true, but he's been straight as an arrow ever since he went into business. I told him, Tim. Now, that's obvious. That's what I call service. This is going to be a new experience for me. Along with everyone else, I'm going to be searched. Then maybe I'll be allowed to help the police. Well, are you satisfied, Mr. Whalen? Completely. Why are you so upset? Wouldn't you rather be searched by me than by a strange cop? No matter who searches me, it's an indignity. Now may I put my clothes on? Yes. And then you may go. Are you next? I'll go when I please, Mr. Whelan. Don't forget, this is my office. Okay, all right. Stick around. Now get going, Jeff. Down to the shorts. Give me your coat and your trousers, socks, and shoes. Okay, the coat. Uh, you better check inside the lining. I've got the ruby taped in there with a band-aid. Well, don't think that hasn't been tried. Uh, the coat seems to be all right. 
wallet, pen and pencil set, cigarettes in your handkerchief pocket. Perhaps you should cut open each cigarette, Mr. Whalen. An ideal hiding place for a jewel. Well, that's a thought. Damn, for gosh sake. No, 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 no. Mr. Ellers has a very clever idea, but I'm not going to go through 15 cigarettes right now. Later. Uh, you're going to keep the cigarettes? Uh, let's have the rest. Trousers and then... I know, I know, I know. Absurd. Jeff, if you'll excuse me, I'll see you at the club. Uh, y- yes, sir. All right. Put your clothes on. Huh? Well, what about... Forget this? your clothes. I have what I want. I want to examine those chest pieces. So that's how you got to examine it. But the police are in on this. Well, of course. We work together. I told them about my hunch, and they said play it. I don't see anything here. Maybe that's good. Just what are you looking for? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. If you knew what I'd found already, you'd go through the ceiling. You found something? If I hadn't, you'd be in jail. Oh, you're really too much. No. If these pieces are okay, where's the phony one? Jeff. No, no, no. I don't have to ask. You... You came out for coffee about one o'clock. Yeah, that, that's when it was done. But how? Jeff, give me a straight answer. Where do the employees hang their coats when they come to work? Uh, we've got lockers downstairs. And the executives? Well, we have closets in their offices. Uh, that's Ellers over there. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. He didn't wear a coat when he just left. Yeah, but he brought one to work. I know that. I saw him wearing it when he went in to see Mr. Maudley at 5 o'clock. He was prepared to go home. But I found the two of you in here just before the burglar alarm went off. Well, Mr. Ellis came back to get some kind of report from Mr. Maudley. What's wrong with that? Everything. So when he left a few minutes ago, he returned to Maudley's office and picked up his coat. Well, sure, I, I suppose so. I know so. And then he just slipped away into the traffic. Well, sure. Now, you still don't see it, do you? No, obviously you don't. When Ellers left the store, that ruby left with him. Will you trust me, Jeff? Go ahead. Invite me to check and mate tonight for a game of chess. Okay. I think I know how it's done. But I want to see for myself. Now I'd better alert the police. It is only natural that men who are avid chess players carry their kind of thinking over into the game of life. So far, Mr. Ellers seems to be playing the white pieces and is the aggressor. Tim Whelan, several times over the years, has had to resign. This time, however, he seems to know his opponent's strategy. We'll find out more when I return shortly with Act Three. The 1977 Buick Regal. It comes with Buick's terrific V6 engine. It carries six people and lots of Buick comfort. It's lean. It's maneuverable in city traffic. It's the most luxurious mid-sized car Buick builds. Yeah, this new Regal is pretty much everything a car should be. Except for one thing. It isn't yours yet. But it can be. Just see your Buick dealer for a test drive. Soon.
19th century proverb, opportunity makes a thief. That's true enough, I'm sure, but it takes a certain kind of mentality in a man or woman to make stealing a career. I leave the explanation to the psychiatrists. Is a person born a thief, or do conditions make him resort to thievery? Under certain circumstances, even an honest man will steal. But what about our Mr. Ellers? Is he a thief? If so, why? And what about his reformed friend, Will Minton? Why, Jeff. Oh, hi. Well, you look as if you'd seen a ghost, Will. What's the matter? Nothing. You surprised me, so. Oh. I thought you, all of you, would be stuck for hours with the police. Oh, you heard the latest. How'd you find out? Was it on the news? Why, uh, Ellis told me. He called me at home. Said he might be late because of what happened. Oh, is, is he here? Yeah, in the game room. Just went in. I stopped at the bar here. Is he all right? Why shouldn't he be? Well, he was very upset when he left his office. Two thefts in one week. The police found nothing? No, and they made a thorough search. All of us had to strip, even Mr. Ellis. <laughs> I'll bet he liked that. Yeah, not much. But he sure was angry with Whalen. The insurance guy? Mm. You say, uh... He searched Ellie's? And me. He said it was okay with the police. Unusual. Well, uh, I'll see you later. Yeah, if I'm here. But how about a game, Will? Uh, and not tonight. After I play Ellie's, I have to run along. Some other time, thanks just the same. Well, sure, sure. Uh, have a good game. Oh, Will, thank you. How thoughtful. Guess who's here, Edward? The ghost of Christmas past? Jeff Powers. That's so. Extraordinary. So struck me. What went wrong? I don't know. Let's uh, begin the game. Make a pretense play. We better call it off. Can't. We may not have another chance. I'll play the black pieces. Jeff said that Whalen searched him and you. Yes, a humiliating experience. What about Whalen? So, pawn to king four. Conventional. Well. Whalen, persistent, but not much imagination. Jeff told me that Whalen has a clue. I doubt that. Let's not prolong this, Will. Surprise me in 15 minutes. It is the Queen's Rook. As prearranged, yes. They're playing now? In the game room. Anyone else playing? Well, two guys I haven't seen before. I don't know who they are. Good. That's a funny thing to say, Tim. You know, your cloak and dagger routine gives me a pain. Well, of course it does. The kind of work I do is alien to most persons who essentially are trusting. I'm not, because I can't be. You should be able to understand that. Uh, that's a lousy way to make a living. Well, it's not much different than being a doctor. Oh, oh, come off it, Tim. No, I'm serious. Crime is a disease. Without the police or a guy like me, you wouldn't sleep comfortably tonight. Well, I won't anyway. Oh, yes, you will. Because the case will be closed within a very few minutes. You mean you... You know who's been stealing the gems? Yep. And I intend to prove it. Well, if you know who it is... I want to catch the thief in the act. You came here tonight to make the arrest? No, I don't have the authority to arrest anyone. The police will make the arrest. I came here to watch Ellers and Will Minton play a game of chess. You can't even see them from this bar area. I realize that. I realized that earlier when I knew Ella suspected I might have found the clue to the fess. 
I wish you hadn't told him I found a clue. Until then, he thought I was just a bumbling amateur detective. Well, he asked me. It's all right. I... It's all right. No great damage done. Only it did prevent me from watching for myself. And what would you be watching for? The transfer of that ruby from the thief to the fence. Ellers to Minton. Well, how was it done? Do, do you know? Yes. When a chess player captures a piece, he sets it down behind the chessboard. Not Minton. Well, that's true. For some reason, he shoves the pieces into his pocket and... Tim. You got it? Think about the number of new chessmen that replace old or broken ones here at the club. And then picture the chess set in Ella's office. Are all the pieces equally worn? Sometimes isn't there a new knight, king, or rook? I see. Genius. Especially when the thief is the most trusted man on the firm. Tim, you're not going to arrest him in the club. Certainly not. It's a fine old club. You don't want it harmed by publicity, and neither do I. Now, there are two strangers in the game room right now. Two plain clothesmen. Uh, one of your plain clothesmen has just come out. Yes, he's leaving. So is the other man. Well, they got what they wanted. What are you doing here, Mr. Whalen? Well, Jeff invited me. Did he indeed? After what this man has put us through, Jeff, I should think you'd have better taste. May I buy you something from the bar, Jeff? No, uh, thank you, Mr. Ellis. I, I was about to leave. You mean you and Whalen have already played? No, we intend to, but Jeff's a bit depressed. So am I. Edward, I'll say goodnight. Busy day tomorrow. My uh, top coat... I know which one it is, the Chesterfield. That's right. Next to Jeff's reversible, you'll find the book about the end game in my left-hand coat pocket. Thank you, Edward. Good night. Good night, Jeff. If you'd like a game, Jeff. Uh, no, sir. I, I really am kind of done in. I'll, uh, I'll uh, be getting, getting along. Very slow here tonight. Can't understand it. I'll see you in the morning. Tim, when does the action begin? By now, it may be over. Are you susceptible to colds? You flipped, are you? No. You're the weirdest gumshoe I ever heard of. Since when is my health a factor in who's got the $50,000 ruby? I wanted to know because I'm pretty sure that your reversible top coat has been appropriated. <laughs> you don't make any sense. Ellers is a cagey player. He tipped off Will Minton to get rid of the chess piece. Now, Ellers missed once today. This was his second chance. To do what? Put you behind bars? While we're waiting in Captain O'Hara's office, I have a surprise for you, Jeff. Swell. Have a cigarette. Yeah, but you don't smoke. This your brand? Yeah. Well, the package is yours. I thought I'd return it. Oh. Well, thanks. Uh, remove all the cigarettes. Okay. Look, uh, how long are we going to play games? I, I, I'm exhausted. I want to go home and hit the sack. Now, tip the cigarette package upside down. Okay. And what do you find? Tim, a, a, a diamond. Good for you. It is a diamond. It's the one taken from Mr. Helm's showcase and placed in your cigarette package where it was supposed to be found. No. When you stepped out of Ella's office for coffee, he slipped the diamond into the package. Remember his suggestion that I cut open the cigarettes? He said it in a very superior manner. But his intention was very clear. He was leading me by the nose to the stolen diamond. Oh. A diversion. If you had been found with the diamond, 
you'd also be suspected of having stolen the ruby. And that would have made it much simpler for Ellis to have left with it. Mr. Ellis set out to frame me? What else would you call it? A shock? Worse than that. Almost as bad as if my father had double-crossed me. Mr. Ellis taught me everything I know about the jewelry business. He's... He's been my friend. Quite a joke to find out he's got sticky fingers. Hey, you know something, Tim? You've talked pretty big for the last hour. You want proof? Well, the police have it. That's why they let me use this office. I wanted to talk with you alone and uncover this planet evidence. Prepare you for the ugly truth about gentle, clever Mr. Edward Ellers. Now let me show you something else. Here. Examine it. It's a black rook. Where'd you get it? From one of these strangers at your club. The cops? That's right. Now examine the bottom of the chest piece. So? Bring a little pressure on the bottom of your thumb. I'll be done. Understand? It, it's hollowed out, and there's, uh, there's cotton in it. And in the cotton was that stolen ruby. Incredible. It sure is. That's why Ellis and Mitten have made a fool of me for years. Yes? Fine, send him in. You mean Mr. Ellis stole gems and, and hid them in one of the chess pieces? Exactly. Then he'd substitute a new piece for the one with the false bottom. Walk out with a stolen piece and make another exchange at your chess club with Will Minton, a well-known fence. But Mr. Ellis said that Will's been straight for over 20 years. And you believe everything that Ellis says? Am I right? Yes, I do. Come in, Mr. Ellis. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Ellis and I have to finish the game. Don't we, Mr. Ellis? Is this necessary, Mr. Whalen? Don't you think you owe Jeff an apology? He's disappointed in me, I feel certain, because I usually win. Oh. I see what you mean, because I took his reversible coat. Which the police took, and in which they found this. Those two strangers at the club. A move I overlooked. Will cautioned me, but I had to take a chance. One never should. You'd do well to remember that, Jeff. This is unreal, Tim. Just as a matter of curiosity, Mr. Whalen, may I ask what gave you a clue? Two facts. First, as the firm's oldest and most trusted member, you were not suspect. Second, Will Minton's habit of stuffing captured chess pieces into his pocket. And, of course, the new chess pieces. A new black rook in your office set. A new black one here on the board where you and Minton played tonight. And then you overextended yourself about Jeff's cigarette package. Mm. I underestimated you, I'm afraid. I've denied everything, of course. Well, the police expected that, but you won't get away with it. Will is a known fence. My reputation is sterling. You've recovered the ruby, and I assume Will was seen slipping the black rook into Jeff's reversible coat. So he'll do time in prison. I won't. There's no way you can prove that I had any connection with the theft. What if you've already proven it yourself? Don't speak in riddles, Mr. Whalen. All right, how about this? Remember your conversation with Will before you began to play? Well, the police have that on tape, Mr. Ellis. Have they really? That's right. And we will, of course, check further into your financial status. You seem to be an affluent man. 
Where's your share of the sales returns? Banked in Antwerp? Probably. Easy to find out. Mitten will supply it. Oh, uh, your move, Mr. Ellis. I have none. Checkmate? Checkmate. The origin of chess is lost in obscurity. Its invention has been ascribed to the Greeks, Romans, Egyptians, Persians. Who originated it? We have a famous array ranging from King Solomon to Aristotle to the Brahmin Sissa and the celebrated Persian astronomer Chatrensha. The game never loses its appeal because its moves parallel our own in life. As Mr. Ellers found out, I shall return shortly. and Minton, of course, were imprisoned for a very long time, where the former could ponder something Thomas Huxley wrote a hundred years ago. He speaks of a chess player's opponent, and he says, we know that his play is always fair, just, and patient, but also we know, to our cost, that he never overlooks a mistake or makes the smallest allowance for ignorance. And... That pretty well describes our persistent insurance investigator, Tim Whalen. So, a small bow to him. Our cast included Jack Grimes, Bobby Reddick, Roger DeCoven, and Jackson Beck. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. That's my name. That's me. You? <laughs> Why, that's... That, that's my name, Harold Kenneth Starbright. That's who I am. Well, obviously, it's, it's a coincidence. Harold Kenneth Starbright, born July 1st, 1937. That's my birthday. Well, died. Look. Look at that date. Look. Died March 15th, 1978. March 15th, 1978? How's that possible? I, I, I don't understand. March 15th, 1978 hasn't happened yet. Is that what's going to happen to me? Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by True Value Hardware Stores. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.